Life is a roller coaster in itself. The knowns and the unknowns, the struggle, the joys and disappointments, the trauma, the loss, and all the moments in between that seem to come full circle. In the midst of the lives we live daily, oftentimes unexpected curveballs enter into our airspace. Those moments compiled affect us in the physical, immerse themselves within our mental, emotional, and spiritual beings. These moments are powerful and create a story, your story, a story where you can be empowered to thrive and not just survive. This is the Power of the P podcast. Welcome back to our Power of the P podcast. Tiffany Cepeda here and co-host Yanira. And we are so excited to dive into our topic on perfection today. I have had so many different conversations and just comments even on different posts when it comes to perfectionism and people pleasing, which I think kind of go hand in hand. And so we just want to dive a little deeper into how to navigate that and how to have some healthy boundaries in those areas and just what that looks like to feel good and whole without feeling like you're always at the mercy of someone else or even at yourself because of this thing called perfection. So we cannot wait to jump right in and Yanira and I both have a lot of experience when it comes to perfectionism on on so many levels and what do you think is the hardest thing to I guess address when it comes to dealing with perfectionism oh my gosh I think there's there's many um perfection in uh just within our own selves right like uh the pressures of that that the world has as a parent you know, that's good. As a parent, I, I I think that that's the one that I can relate to the most, especially just, I feel like I have to people please, you know, each and every one and everybody. So yeah, I think that for me, that's, that's, that's a key one. Um, but definitely something that, um, you can apply in every aspect. It could be work related, um, family. Um, it just, I mean, I think there's like a number of things that you can, you know, when it comes to perfection that I think that's something that do you think is something that we put in within ourselves? I do. I think sometimes we can also be pre-programmed based on our upbringing or our Mm -hmm. family dynamics. And at least for me, that's where it stemmed from is my environment and uh, a lot of these different types of expectations or maybe just how they were communicated. Mm -hmm. And unintentionally, I took that as doing my best, which isn't a bad thing, but when doing your best becomes your everything, it becomes a negative thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where it stemmed. And I also think it's a personality thing too, because I know a lot of people who are just like, ah, I don't even care. (laughs) It's true. It's, it's definitely true. I I think I like for me too, it's like, I kind of used to do this and I don't know if, you know, if this even like relates, can relate to it, but I felt like just being, I needed to keep everything in its place 
where everything needed to be belong it belonged in its place like there's no room for you know just any errors or anything to to be out of place basically and so and that included like in, in my personal life as well and so I'm like wait a minute okay I'm acting like <laughs> it's a personality thing right like and but you also have to be aware of it are you aware that you are it's a type of behavior that's so, good and you know? I think that behavior can also cause a lot of unnecessary and even unintentional anxiety. And that's this is something that I have dealt with from childhood. I wrote this in my book. If you have not read it, check out Power of the P, uh, Pain, yes. or Power of Pain is the title, but it's in our Power of the P series. We have a finance book coming out and how to grow profit. That's our next one, so stay tuned for that. But um, on this particular topic, I have a whole chapter talking on perfection. And I think that it's such an important one to hone in on. And a quick example, I share a few personal stories throughout the book. But when I was a kid in elementary school, I would literally stay up till like nine, 10 Mm o'clock, which was late for like a second and third grader. And not even be able to finish my homework because my writing, my handwriting had to be so perfect. I wanted it to look like a typewriter. Like everything had to literally be perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't have a meltdown or a panic, but I would cry out of frustration yes. because I just felt like, why am I so slow? Why do I feel like everything has to be perfect? So even as a kid, I picked up on that. Yeah. And it was really hard and my hands would sweat like crazy. I literally would have to take a little washcloth towel and hide it in my backpack and wipe my hands because my anxiety would be so high because I wanted every answer, everything that I did in class to be right and perfect. And if not, like my face would get beat red and I'd get embarrassed and then other kids would say stuff. And I just, I hated school (laughs) for a lot of reasons, but perfection can stem even in childhood, and I think as moms, I want to say this because we, we need to recognize that in our kids. Yes. And I think it's important to address that because we may be unaware or unintentionally creating an environment mm-hmm. where this perfection, even if that's a dominating trait in their personality, mm-hmm. even if that perfection that is happening in and around the home unintentionally it can almost heighten that trait and make it feel extreme for the child and this happens for adults too i know a lot of adults that struggle with this at work as well and so i think just being aware of your kids have those weekly check-ins hey and we do this all the time with our kids like how's school going is everyone nice to you what do you feel is going good what do you feel is going bad um just having those raw conversations ask the hard questions you know is there anything that makes you feel uncomfortable are you happy in your home i always do like a temperature check even with the kids for our own house so oh and quick story on that so yeah yeah, uh what was it three weeks ago I asked Quinn we were at dinner and uh at the table and we always do family discussion tv off phones Mm -hmm. tablets away we we really make it intentional time to converse and that creates a lot of confidence in children and so we were talking and I was like hey buddy how do you feel about our house do you think mommy and daddy are happy Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah 
And it just felt so good mm-hmm. because there's a lot of kids that yeah. do not feel their parents are happy. And Absolutely. so being able to do that temperature check with your kids, even on how they're perceiving yes. your relationship, I think is so important in regards to healthy parenting. That's right. You know, that's so good that you say that because I remember um, my, it was specifically Jailene, uh, my daughter. She's she when she was a little girl. Um, we would have a lot of talks about, you know, just like same thing. We would do the same thing, have family time, phones away. Um, and we were, we were teaching them about what, how to have a good foundation. What's a good foundation? What's a bad foundation? What's a cracked foundation? Like different types of foundations that, you know, you can build right as in a family. And so that was one of the things that, you know, we talked about. It's like, how do you see, and that was one of the questions, how do you see our family? And it was so cute because at the time, which I had no clue she was even doing this, but she took a bunch of like popsicle sticks and, um, and I have a picture of it till this day. And she put the house together and um, I think she was like seven years old at the time. And she put the house together. And mind you, it wasn't perfect. It was not perfect. And it was crooked. And it was, and I remember writing this down. I have a po- a, po- a specific post, and it was just, it was just not. It was, it was not. It was crooked. It was literally slanted and everything, and the foundation was just like, but it held, it held its shape. So you can literally tell it was a home and it was a house, and I loved it. And till this day, I actually have it in my storage. Aww. And then she wrote us a. Um, uh, a, a, like a letter and then she wrapped it up and put it inside the little house and then she kind of came to us and she delivered it to us and in the letter it made me cry because I remember reading it and she said you know how she was so grateful for our foundation that she you know and she just started, started talking about it but in the back of my head I'm thinking here's this crooked not perfect house you can tell it's a home and it's a house it's not perfect at all but it held its shape mm. and the foundation was solid. That's good. And so I was just like, that's, if she saw that at that very moment, it literally just, I mean, it made my heart just so happy to know that at that moment, that's what she saw. And that's, you know, it was, it was just something that's so emotional for me because when I seen that, I was just like, oh my God, we're not perfect people. We were never meant to be perfect. We were never meant to, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not, we make mistakes, we're human. And so we have to give ourselves grace enough to know that I'm not perfect. I make mistakes and, you know, I learn, we have to learn. We learn from that and we keep going, you know, but I, I, I don't, I think that our, our lives are just a constant learning. We're constantly learning. Yes. So we're not in, by all means, none of us is perfect, you know, but I want to teach that to my kids too, you know, and yeah. show them that, that, you know, um, even though the foundation may have a crack, it doesn't mean that we can't fix it. It doesn't mean that we can, you know, come together and mend, mend it and, you know, it, nothing is meant to be perfect. So yeah, even kids, they'll, they, they're, I think that's the main thing that even if we have like a conversation with a classroom of five-year-olds, they're able to be, to tell you the truth of what they see in their own home. That's right. You know, that is so true. That's so good. I love that. And I think that you hit it so perfect is we were not meant to be this perfect 
person. Yeah. It doesn't exist. You know, Jesus is the ultimate perfection. Absolutely. And yes, we should strive for that. We will never, ever attain that level. Mm-hmm. Um, looking that to that as an example is great, but living in legalism is not healthy yes. and it's not okay. And I think a lot of times we can get stuck. Mm-hmm. And that, that was me, you know, um, growing up and with, even with my faith, I've really had to unfaith the legalism out of yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like God has put so many good people in my life. And um, even the pastor we listen to every week, they're so raw and so yeah. real and gospel-centered, just truth-centered. Yeah. You know, there's no no fluff, no other interpretation, no misinterpretation. It's just about the gospel of love and grace and truth. Awesome. And I think when you can combine those three yeah. things... That in itself is the recipe to not living in perfection. Yes. Whether it is in your faith, whether it is in your home, whether it is in your job, like you were saying, yeah. as a parent, uh, just even a hobby that you have. Right. You know, I know there's a lot of people that beat themselves up because, I oh, know. they didn't get the perfect score or yeah. someone's better. And I think perfection can create comparison yes and when we're not careful with what we see Mm -hmm. about ourselves because there's no grace then jealousy creeps in that's right and then we also have the comparison Mm -hmm. which kind of goes hand in hand with jealousy then we have fear fear of failure fear of success i think all of these little things can cause us to have a negative belief system even unintentionally. It's true. And I think unlearning those things to see yourself as a whole person, accepting that, hey, I'm not this perfect person. I'm not. I mean, I I got married way too young to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a beautiful kid out of that, but I still deal with a very high conflict individual Mm -hmm. that I have to co-parent with. And it is hell, honestly. I mean, I'm just going to say it like it is. It's not enjoyable whatsoever. And it's a constant reminder Mm -hmm. to me of the mistake that I made (laughs) but at the same time I look at God's grace I look at his redemption instead of being the old Tiffany that would be like oh you suck like you're so you know you're such a failure you you didn't have the one and done family Mm -hmm. with the white picket fence and you know this vision that I had uh that I I feel like got robbed Mm -hmm. but instead it's a beautiful messy redemptive story Yes. And I think when we can live our life Mm -hmm. in that messy, redemptive, beautiful story, we can separate our idea of perfectionism, which actually breeds a ton of negativity, and instead focus on what we can change, what boundaries can we have for ourselves, for our life, for our future, for our kids. How can we be better without living in guilt and without living in shame? And I think that's what... God intended us to live in is to have this vision that we can step back, you know, like that, that bird's eye view and see that this is what your life really is. Mm -hmm. And this is what to strive for. But you don't have to be that to be good. You don't have to be that to be loved. You don't have to be that to be accepted or a good parent or a good human or, you know, a good friend, whatever it is. It's true. It's like, you know, even, even the Bible says like when, when the Lord says, you you come come as you are you come as you are he's never intended for us to be 
to come in a in to come perfect mm-hmm. it it's just doesn't exist yeah it's never been said it says come as you are so come with all your imperfections yeah. and so that's and i think that that's what makes us more beautiful is when we can actually say i'm an imperfect person and i'm okay with that because i'm not intended to be perfect i think that it's kind of like a stigma that we put within our own self mm-hmm. and we kind of we 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 have to have everything perfect like oh my god the house has to be perfect when the guests arrive you know you're kind of putting on this persona of you know just to show what people that everything is happy and you know perfect and but in reality nothing is perfect yeah nothing you know and it's like if we don't have those imperfect those imperfections we will never acknowledge that and then move forward to be able to learn who we truly are so i want to be able to see all of my imperfections and and know that okay there's so much grace and so much and like you were talking about just the re, just being re, the lord is a redemp he redeems us yes. and that's the beautiful part about all of this is that there is we have that you know and and just and i think that with you and i that's what our our stories are so much similar you know and that's how we relate um we're like more like sisters you know we can understand because yes. we've we've gone through this you know the divorce and so just experience all these you know things that we have in in our life and i can relate to you when you say i've thought about that you know relationship and i thought about that marriage and I tried to fix it. I tried to make it look like, okay, you're going to try to fix it and it's going to be perfect and it's going to, you know, look a certain kind of way. And so, but in actuality, it wasn't, Right. you know? And so can we, can within ourselves, can we see our own imperfections? Are we vulnerable within ourselves to say, okay, it's time to put... I have to put everything down and just be real with myself. I'm not perfect. Because when you're constantly trying to be perfect, that's exhausting. Yes. That's tiring. And it makes you feel inauthentic. Yeah, completely. And it's like, who am I trying to be perfect for? Right. And you're only trying to be perfect for others. And it's like, no, I want to be myself. I want to be me. And if you can't accept me for who I am, then maybe you, you don't need to be in my life because I'm not perfect, right. you know, and neither are you. So I've always used to say this. The difference between me and certain other people is that all my secrets have been exposed and yours hasn't. I'm not afraid to talk about mine because I feel like that heals me. And so what are you hiding that you feel you need to put up this maybe a persona to kind of like show others that oh you know i everything is fine everything is perfect i don't you know i don't go through anything you know and everything's just been great but in actuality i think we need to start asking ourselves those hard questions that's so good i think 
my husband likes to use this phrase, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. And that's exactly it. When you can look at yourself in the mirror and do a deep internalization, which a lot of people don't want to do. It's uncomfortable. It is, it is. not fun. And it, it has nothing to do with living in guilt. It has nothing to do with living the, in the blame game, living in shame. It has everything to do with just being truthful and open and loving. So you know what areas you can begin to really love yourself. Yeah. When you really can love yourself in all areas, mm-hmm. you will not need the love of other people. Right. You will not need to seek out that that perfection and that identity or that approval yes. for yes. you to feel good and That's whole good. and confident. And it's not something to be ashamed of. I just think it's yeah. something that we need to talk about more. Absolutely. I think this is a topic, we live in a very entitled generation, an entitled world. And honestly, traveling the last (laughs) couple weeks, I have seen more entitled adults Mm -hmm. lately than children. I'm like, no wonder we have this next generation because there is such a lack of self-realization. Yes. And when you don't have self-realization, mm-hmm. you will never have true peace. You Very will true. never be able to live in what you feel is thriving yeah. or successful. And you aren't setting a true example of love, grace, and truth for yourself or for others. Because yeah. everybody's watching. It's yeah. not just our children or those closest to us. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching. Even if you're going to the grocery store yes. and walking down the grocery aisle and you don't think anybody's observing, people are always observing. Yes. And I always live with that mindset anytime I'm anywhere mm-hmm. who could be watching me and it has nothing to do with putting on a performance or an act it has everything to do with your character yeah and I think internalizing like you said looking at yourself in the mirror doing a deep evaluation of okay what areas do I need yes. that that love maybe it's the love of Jesus and mm-hmm. maybe it is self-love because yeah. you just don't accept yourself yeah. Um, maybe it's learning how to move forward from your past and maybe some trauma or some hangups that have caused you to live in this state of perfectionism, which actually is rooted in fear. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that, I think that on on top of all of that, I think that, um, it's also, it can also cause so much anxiety. Yeah. Like why make ourselves more sick? And with carrying fear and anxiety because we need to put on something else or put on a mask or show to try, try to show whoever it is, you know, that you're just so perfect. It's, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it's not eventually it'll come back. And I, I always, I always feel it's going to come back and it's either, you're either going to learn from it the first time or it'll come back again the second time. That's right. And then you're going to have to have the, the real reality of really knowing, okay, for me, it's always happened to me like that in, in my life. It's always, if it doesn't, if I make, if something happens the first time and then it repeats itself again. You didn't learn your lesson. Like, absolutely. So, you know, it's like, okay, what did I miss? And then that, that's when I pause. And that's when I, I sit down and I think I missed something. That's good. What did I miss the first time? So I don't make the same mistake the second time. Because what is it that they say? Shame on you once, shame on you twice. If you don't. So if I missed it the first time, let me think. Okay, and this this has happened, like, especially for me, like going through my whole like divorce process was, okay, I missed something the first time. What did I miss? 
let me learn so I don't have to make the same mistake again. Yes, that's very, very good. And my mom actually always taught me that. Mm -hmm. And I live by that rule because it's so true. That's just the law of life. It is not something you can really argue with. It's honestly just how life works. Um, We are designed to learn and grow. And you can either choose to be on that bandwagon of wanting to learn and grow, or you can choose to be stubborn, dig your heels in and not want to. And it's still going to happen. And it's so funny because I talked to a lot of people, especially, and I learned this even in therapy too, who the same thing keeps happening for like five, ten years, it doesn't even in a different job with a different person and a different season yeah. of life or state. And there's like, this is just my life. This is just how life is. It's like, no, no, no. You need to look at yourself in yes. the mirror because there are lessons that you are not learning and identifying. And that's why life keeps happening that yes. way. That is just life. You can choose to get unstuck. Mm-hmm. You can choose growth. But sometimes there's a cost with growing. Oh, absolutely. You have to look at stuff you don't want to look at in your life. Absolutely. You have to feel things you may not always want to feel, and that's not fun. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it is, it's so healthy and worth it. Like, you will feel so free. And um, I wanted to just give one quick piece of advice, and I'd love to hear yours. Mm-hmm. But from a recovering perfectionist <laughs> to another... Um, The biggest thing I've learned is just learning how to let go. Yes. And it's a daily practice. It's not something I feel like you'll ever fully master. And to have that expectation that you'll just master that and let every single thing roll off your back. Mm -hmm. And um, even the things that you hold on to, whether it's grudges, whether it's working through trauma, whatever it is. Um, When you can learn how to daily let go of the little things, Mm -hmm. it becomes so much easier to let go of the big things, to no longer feel stuck in this perfectionism and to live in true peace loving yourself. What is one piece of advice that has worked for you? I would say that it's a part of letting go and that's, that's key. When you truly let go, that's when other blessings and other things will start to come and flourish. I had to learn that the hard way um, because I didn't get it the first time. And trust and believe me, I didn't get it the second time. But when I finally realized that letting go of those things that were not serving me and that were actually hurting me, when I started letting go of all of that, then I started seeing new doors open, new opportunities started to happen, new um, paths and new friendships and just new things just started to just come up because I realized that letting go of all the the, the perfection and all the just just the person that I, I was trying to uphold, right? And people were trying to like see, I'm like, no, that's not who I really am. So the moment that I just started to release all of that and let go of it, that's when, you know, the one door closes, but the other one just starts to open. And it's an open door to endless opportunities. And it could be opportunities all around. And I'm like letting go. It could be letting go of anything, letting go of the stress, letting go of the drama, letting go, letting go of the drama was really big for me. Um, And that's a part of also putting boundaries as well but letting go of um you know of people 
There are people that are in your life that are there that may be there to hurt you. And you probably don't realize that. And you're trying to, you walk around eggshells around them, just being so, trying to put this persona of just being so perfect. But that's draining. That's so draining. And the moment you let go of those people, you shift your life into something more greater, better, happier. Uh, for me, I started to change things around. And even in my house, I have, you'll walk around my house and everywhere in any little nook and cranny, you'll see positive um, wall art. Uh, it could be any like de decor or like Bible scriptures. And I put that to remind myself, there's one that I have that better is coming. And any single time that I see or I feel negative and I'm feeling a certain kind of way, I have those reminders in my home that I get to read on a daily basis, better is coming. And you know, not every day, we, we live day by day. Every day is not meant to be perfect. Every day is going to come with its challenges, but it's up to us to have a mindset whether I choose to change that or I choose to continue to live in that, you know, whatever the drama may be. You know, if the drama just comes up, do you want to continue on with the drama or do you want to nip it in the bud, shift it, change it, and just go to, towards better? So yeah, let it go because it's really not going to serve you any good at all in any way. That is so good. I love that. And I'm going to go take that phrase, better is coming, and I'm yeah. literally going to go write it down on a sticky note on my desk and post it because I love that. And it is so true. Learning how to just let go of certain things, I think, is, is very life-changing. And it's the hardest thing to do. But like you said, when you do that, when you let go of all the wrong things or the negative things, the things that could be holding you back or down or not being your true self... That is when the blessings start coming and showing up. And you're right. The right people will come into your life and the wrong people will be removed in, right. in some way, shape, or form. It has happened to me. I've lost everybody. Literally, yeah. I like lost everyone when I went through my divorce. Because a lot of people don't know how to handle that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to handle that mm -hmm. and be there the way, even in the church. I mean, yes. I more people in the church than out of the church, believe Let's it or not. Let's be real. Say that. <laughs> so so learning how to really love well mm -hmm can only come when you begin to learn how to love yourself. Absolutely. So I love our talk. I love this whole concept. We could probably talk for another hour or yeah. so. Um, but we will not take up the rest of your day for those listening. And please stay tuned for next week. We have a really good topic coming up. And um, I think Cubby might also join in. We'll see. But he's been begging to get on a <laughs> podcast. He's like, when are you going to put me back on? Yeah. Which I love because he has such a good perspective, yes. especially with a background in criminology. And he's also been through some very toxic um, relationships as well in the past and gone through a lot of trauma yeah. from his childhood that he's had to work through. So he's very well-rounded. Um, but anyways, all that to be said, thank you for listening in and tuning in. We truly love connecting with you. Please go ahead and feel free to comment or connect with us in the Q&A afterwards if you want, and we will see you next week.